Hello everyone, my name is Angelica Waters and I just wanted to take the time to reintroduce myself and explain the reason and purpose behind my podcast, Heal. This podcast will be dedicated to that person that is ready to accept their hurt, their pain, their illness, or mental health issue and turn that process of exception into a healing triumph. As a young black woman living in a world with so much pressure, I dealt with trauma that hindered my growth process until I came into the power of acceptance. And I call that my starting point to heal. Once I embarked in my journey of healing, I was able to reconnect with my true self, now stronger and wiser. I am ready to share my journey and allow others to share their healing journey by allowing my podcast to be a safe place. Healing is a journey and you shouldn't have to heal alone. If you are ready to take your life back, this podcast is just for you. Now let's heal. Peace and healing, family. Welcome back to another episode of Heal with Angelica Waters podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And on today's episode, I have an amazing guest joining me today, serial entrepreneur Precious Brown, as we will be discussing today's topic, Embrace Your Healing. Precious, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Miss Angelica, for having me. I'm super excited about being here. It's been a journey, but we're here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I am so grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, now, before we get started on today's amazing topic, Embrace Your Healing, do you mind letting our audience know just a little bit more about you? Well, by day, I am um, a success partner to female business owners. Um, women in particular, I help get them to their first 100K. So they're starting a business or the side hustle. We turn it legal, <laughs> you okay. know, all the things. Yes. So we make the business legal so that and position you so that you can make your first $100,000 and begin to um, scale on a, a, a deeper or a higher scale, a higher level. Mm. Lord, I'm getting all choked up today. <laughs> Yes, you are fine, love. You are fine. I love that. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Now, let's get started on today's amazing topic, Embrace Your Healing. Oh, I love it. This is going to be a great topic. So I have a powerful quote here that I would like to state. It states here that the sun shall always rise upon a new day and there shall always be a rose garden within me. Yes, there is a part of me that is broken, but my broken soil gives way to my wild rose. Mm -hmm. That's a quote here I have for from Miss C. Joy Bill. And that brings me to my first question for you, Miss Precious. Where did your journey of healing begin? Oh, well, the the space art that catapulted this life that I live now started August 8th, 2008. Um, I was in the process of, I was at a stage in my marriage where I had made up the, my mind that I was going to leave. 
Um, and on that day, I think um, it became a reality to my partner. <laughs> yes. And as a result, um, my ex-husband put a loaded gun to my chest, pulled the trigger. We were in the midst of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, put a gun to my chest, pulled the trigger, and the gun jammed. And um, that day is really when I began to leave. Mm. Um, and it was a time that really I had to tap into me and that was the first start of my journey Um, and unbelievably 14 years later he and I were discussing that day and he made it a point to ensure me that had that not happened, I would not have pursued the things that I had. And he's absolutely right. um, All of that came through us being able to have that conversation. Yes. Came through the process and the embracing of my healing. Yes. Because by going through the forgiveness process, and we kind of talked about that before. Yes. um, Going through that forgiveness process, I'm able to have that conversation with him. I'm able to pray for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. I am able to, you know, we can be at the same functions and and our children not feel like they have to be divided between yes. if I'm supposed to be with mom or if I can talk to dad or like we just can can all be family. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love that, man. Um now was when that altercation happened now was it okay was it did it start from you letting him know that you wanted to end things and he wasn't okay with that or it just was it was an ongoing well our our (laughs) well that's the whole story but um, alcohol were involved Mm -hmm. um i was at a turning point and i had decided that i no longer wanted to a drug addict. Yeah. That was not my my end all be all to my life. I just mm-hmm. couldn't, I just didn't feel like that was it. And I began to um, hold my ground mm. in the relationship and and really say, you know what, I'm not doing X Y Z thing. That particular day happened because I had locked him out the house. Okay. <laughs> and, um. I had woke up that morning and I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. With everything. I was done with the drugs and alcohol. I was done with the marriage. I was done with the life we were living and pretending. I was the, I was just done. Yes. I woke up like, I'm done. Mm. And um, part of that is when I woke up, he wasn't home. Okay. And so I said, this is it. And I barricaded the door so he couldn't get in. So it kind of spiraled from that. Okay. Um, throughout the day, uh, my sister had came over and she was trying to get, because I suffered from depression for years. Mm. Like it's only been under control the last, I want to say the last five years. Five okay. Um, and she knew that I was sliding quick. And so she had came over to get me and the kids out of the house. And that's how the doors got open. 
<laughs> she came over to get us out of the house. Yes. And um, she said, I'm going to take the kids to go get some food. So when Because we, we were going to the fair. She said, when we get to the fair, we just ride rides. They're already be full just to get out the house for a bit. She said, you get dressed and I'm going to take them and get some food. We'll be right back. We're going to Okay, fine. Not thinking you left the doors open. I didn't even think. Like, let's be clear. The, the relationship was tumultuous, but he had never put his hands up. Okay. I need to be very clear. Okay. I was the aggressor in the relationship. And I own that. Okay. Um, if there was ever a lick pass, please know it was from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, I'm thank thank you for saying that because honestly, um, I've realized and I, I've I've seen that um, most of the time, uh, not most of the time, but recently, what I've seen lately is a lot of women that's aggressive, and mm-hmm. you know, um, they're kind of like starting it, which of course as you know, a man, I'm not a man, but in my mind, I'm thinking as a man, like a woman hit me, they just, you know, it's, it's in their instance to kind of like do something back, mm-hmm. but just not being able to think right in that moment. Like, oh, this is a woman, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, ugh. well, thank you for yeah. speaking. It's that, huh? come on, ladies, Absolutely. we got to take accountability. I, I, that we can, the, I tell mm-hmm. everybody, like anytime I share this story, I always, always, always make it a point to say, there was never, I wouldn't be in beat. There was no me in the corner, cowered down. It was none of that. Mm. Um, okay. If there was an altercation, nine times out of ten, it was me passing the lick. Okay. He was the receiver. Mm-hmm. This particular day, it just spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yes. So, um, the doors had been left open. I hopped in the shower. The way our house, it was two-story by level. So um, when I got out of the shower, I went downstairs into our room. I was getting dressed. I hear the door, but I'm just thinking it's my sister and the kids. Not thinking anything about it. Until the bedroom door about is kicked off the hinges. And he's standing in front of me with this, you ever looked at somebody with, and you're looking at them, but nobody's home? Oh, that's deep. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the look he had in his eyes. Ooh. And, um, he said some, some, some things that let me know that I was in danger. And not only what was said, but how it was said. Mm-hmm. Right. So instantly I'm scanning the room like what can because this is not the husband I'm married to. I yeah. don't know what's happening right here. It was a real demonic experience. That's the mm. best way I can I can put it. Um, and a fight ensued. And by the end, it was the gunplay. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of things happened in between there that, you know. It's neither of our end story, so yes. you know. Um, but it ended with us being upstairs fighting over a gun, and he pulled the trigger and gun thing. So 
embracing your healing, I know from a personal standpoint. So I wouldn't be able to sit and lead the women that I lead, let alone my children and my grandchildren, mm. that I'm not embraced healing from such a traumatic event and understanding that that traumatic event came on the cusp of childhood trauma. So now it's, now it was double, right? Mm. And so a lifelong of traumatic experiences in the midst of building a business, in the midst of being Mm. a grandmother, in the midst of at one point, I was still working in corporate um, in the midst of all the things that happen in life, right? And how many times have we as women and as men, if you're listening, have just swept it under the rug like I'll be okay? Listen, I put my hands up to that. I put my hands up to that. Because I, it's, 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 it's so amazing to hear you say that because um, I realized within my healing journey, like, I've swept a lot of things under the rug and you bringing up childhood trauma. That was one of them. And then me not even knowing that things that I've, that I've been through now has a lot to do with my childhood trauma. Like, Whoa. So yes. Oh my goodness. Um, I am. Hold on. Let me get, I'm sorry. Y'all if I'm out of the loop, my nose is running. feel like, but it feel like, so anyway, (laughs) Um, but yeah, and and when you understand that both spaces, time and places, you have to heal. You got to heal that inner child. Yes. What her needs, desires were. You have to heal the adult you. You got to heal the the middle ground you. You know, where where you began to be responsible for making your own decisions. Because mm-hmm. right? let's, let's keep it real. We are adults longer than we will ever be children. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So um, at what point do you say, okay, I couldn't control that. But from this point, <laughs> really the decisions I made. It was really... Um, the decisions I made with the knowledge I had. So then it becomes a choice of learning something different. Mm-hmm. In 2009 is when I made the choice to start learning something different. Um, because I didn't want the second half of my life to look like what the first half had looked like. Yes. And the the closer and closer I get to 50, which is in December. <laughs> All right now. I'm 50. <laughs> um, but more and more I'm thinking about like what is what do I want this next half to look like? Yes. But in order to even get to the point to be able to see that or think that, I had to deal with all of that. Mm. All of the facts. All of my shortcomings and imperfections, all of my, um, I think the biggest thing was forgiving me. Ooh, say that again. Yeah. I think that was the biggest part of the journey was forgiving me. Um, Because really the the very first book I wrote is called The Process of Change to Look at Me. 
And I wrote that book in 2013 with the understanding of my change process began with me. When I started looking at how I was acting, what I was, how I was responding, mm-hmm. what actions I was taking, the relationships I were, were, was fostering, um, my financial state, all of the things that uh, I didn't like in my life. I started, okay, so why do I do that? Exactly. You started taking accountability and then going down the list and like, okay, yes. So why? Okay. That upset me. Okay. I have a right to be upset, but why did that upset? I don't like that, but why don't I like that? Is it something somebody told me I shouldn't like, or is it something I really don't like? How does it make me feel like tapping in? And I think a lot of times we do surface level healing because we don't want to deal with the core. That core, that root, mm-hmm. the root. Ooh. Oh, Lord. Because let's be honest, we have practiced for generations. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our African Americans, peoples. Okay, I'm talking to us. <laughs> we have been taught directly or indirectly. Right, mm-hmm. because actions teach just like words speaking. So we have been taught directly or indirectly to operate through it. So this thing happened to me. You will be okay. Keep going. Exactly. Not addressing it, leaving what, it there. What what didn't kill you make you stronger. Like we we were we have been generationally taught that whatever happens, you accept it, you deal with it, you keep moving. Deal with it in a sense of sweeping it under the rug. Exactly. Versus dealing with it in a sense of what's happening to me right now. So we became very unself-aware if that's a real thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because we you're right, we've been so programmed and conditioned Mm -hmm. to believe that our traumas, our pain, anything that we go through isn't validated Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're just supposed to, because it's life and things happen Mm -hmm. and you go through it. So what? But what I've realized is that, well, the only way I'm going to be able to change or be able to break that generational curse and to me, that generation or curse is cursed to me is the mindset of our people. And, you know, with me having a young son now, I have to work on me and that's going back and taking out some layers and seeing why I do this, why I do that. So I love that you brought that up because that is so necessary for one to heal and then embrace the healing because your story, that story you just told me, the old me, I would have been like, oh, you, you you, talking to him? He almost killed you? What? I would have never forgave him. But you did. And I love that you forgave him. And I'm pretty sure it took some time. Oh, oh yeah. It was, that was a whole process by itself. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes, um, yes. It, it, it's amazing when really this journey is between you and you. Between you, your physical person, and you, your spiritual person. 
And when you begin to tap into that space, dealing with the core is easier because it's like, okay, yeah, that happened and it hurt. And um, I don't like it, so how can I change it? What's the solution? Um, I was just sharing with somebody recently, um, my dad now lives with me, my biological father. Um, and, And at first, I was having a problem with it. Not because it was my space and, you know, I'm used to living alone and all those things, but it was really um, because of my daddy issues, right? Mm-hmm. And see, when you talk about healing, you don't know at what point you're going to have to deal with certain things. It just it just unfolds the way yes. it does, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I love him. He's my dad. But why would I do what I feel I didn't receive? Mm. Right? Yes. So we talking about we talking about we still talking about embracing healing because yes. this, like in, in at this point there is no running because we're in the house together. Whereas out of sight, out of mind, we're good. But now we have to be together. How do we build a relationship that is 40 plus years old and has never been nurtured? Because at the time when he came, I'm preparing myself for a husband. (laughs) Yes. But in the essence, how can you really be prepared when you haven't tapped into the core of the daddy issue? Mm. Oh, it's so deep. So more and more I see because I used to beat myself up about the men that I chose to be in relation with. Um, but more and more I see they're like him. So then the question became, so what do you really want in man? Because we're talking about embracing healing, right? Yes. You can't get to that point if you ain't embracing what's going on on the inside of you. If you don't want to, oh, I'm a daddy's girl. But really, are you? Somebody asked me that question last week. Um, were, are, are you a daddy's girl? Is that, you know, because I was sharing some situations. Well, are you a daddy's girl? Is that what the problem is? And I had to think about that. And I was like, I don't know that I am. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I was when I was a kid because I could use it as leverage because nobody else's dad had, you know, everybody got a daddy, but nobody's dad was around. Yeah. So when mine seemed to be around, right, now I'm on top of the hill because y'all ain't got what I got. But then that was a process of healing too because it damaged some close relationships to me. And I couldn't understand why certain things happened with my siblings and my cousins and 
things like that. But mm-hmm. as I began to dig deeper and heal even more, I realized how I caused the divide. Just from what we call being petty. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. I was being petty as a child, not even knowing what it was. Teasing because I got a daddy and yo, where your daddy at? I'm going daddy. But secretly hating him because he really wasn't there. Trying to cover up the pain. Ooh, we. So projecting on other people. That has caused a lifelong rift. Right? Because we're talking about embracing healing. Like we gotta we gotta deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just August 8th, 2008 that caused that that was the straw that broke the camel's back in order for me to begin to deal with and heal within. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the, that's what catapulted it. But really, once that layer was pulled back, it was more and more layers that kept unfolding. I'm yes. Like, what is happening? <laughs> All the way up yes. into now. Current. Living with my dad. Oh, so. wow. Yes. Oh, Lord, I am loving this. This is so beautiful, precious. And if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as I am, please show your support by donating today for more free, powerful and content, free, powerful content. I'm sorry, just like this. More info to donate will be available in the list list on today's show notes. Now, let's get back to today's episode. Embrace your healing. Now, Precious, I would love to know, like, when that situation happened, when the, the, the you said the, the straw was broke off the camel's back, when that situation happened and, and really got you on that journey of healing, what was the things that you were doing that helped you get through that healing process? Mm. Um, it was a very, very intentional process. Um, the very first thing I started doing was paying attention to me. What was I doing? What was I saying? How was I acting? Um, I began to reaffirm me. I remember um, after the split, we went from a one, two, three, four, four bedroom house full everything. Because on the outside looking in, we looked like the all-American family. Nobody knew what was happening you know, mm-hmm. drugs and the alcohol and the, they knew he drank, but that's all people knew, right? Um, so we went from, we being the family, went from that to me and the children living in a two-bedroom apartment. Mm. So the first thing I remember doing in the apartment is posting affirmations for self all around. Because I knew that in order to see something different, I had to see something different. Yes. So I put them on every mirror that was in our house. 
in the bathroom. I made it so that that affirmation was for the kids so that they would reaffirm themselves when they saw themselves. I put bedroom, the, the patio door, the cabinets in the kitchen, the mirrors in the, in the car, like, because I needed to see something different. Mm. And I wasn't privy to see other relationships that were healthy. So what I created, and this is a big part in our lives as it stands, because I didn't see healthy relationships, I had to create what I wanted to see. Mm. Yes. So in that process of the affirmations reaffirming myself. I began to have conversations with my children that I wish my parents had had with me. And being more intentional with my friendships. Um, if, 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 If you were doing things that I was no longer aligned with, I had, I had to get comfortable with removing myself from the situation. Which is the whole process by itself. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be deemed as acting funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, she funny acting now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she done got too good. Yeah. yeah mm. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is anytime you begin to serve you and put you first and what you want and what you desire and how you feel Others will get upset because they no longer have control. See, mm. I'm comfortable with saying, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, why? Because I don't want to. There was a time then, oh, oh, that's what you want me to do? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But you can't get there. <laughs> without embracing the healing process. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yes. We all want the end result, but we don't want to go through the process. Process. Ooh, say that. You'd be like, oh, I have to go through this, gotta go through that. Can I just be healed already? I'm like, <laughs> so yes, Um, I, when you said that last part, it made me think of uh, being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, not, right. not saying no. When you know you want to say no, but because you don't want to feel like that one friend, you know, you do it because of you not wanting to be judged by others or them making you feel bad for how you feel, you know, and there you go again, not validating your feelings, not validating, uh, you know, how you truly feel. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I had um I recently had a conversation with a young lady and we mm-hmm. were talking about just that. And my I always say I, I prefer to serve from the overflow and not the underflow. Mm. Because so many times when we're giving and giving and giving and nobody's pouring back into because we don't really know how to receive, but that's a whole nother show. Receiving is part of the healing process. If you if you have problems, if, if your main goal you think is always to serve, tap into self. That's advice for me. 
Thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, because here's the truth. We, and, and, and we quote, misquote the word that says, it's better to give than to receive. So we hung our hat on that and we supposed mm-hmm. to give, give, give. But if you think about it, um, if you are, if you give all of your food to the kids who probably don't waste it anyway, yes. you don't have any, and you do that for, let's say, 10 consecutive days, at what point will you be able to get up and cook some more food because you haven't nourished you? At what point? So then how is it that you're mad at me because I choose to nourish me, put in me what's good for me, whether it's food, whether it's people, whether it's play. I'm talking in general. All yes. How can you be mad at me? Well, you can be because. <laughs> but you're mad at me for tending to me. And because I didn't tend to you first. Does that make sense? But that's how our people are. Ooh. Yeah. But but that's that's generations of teaching. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's go back to slavery. They taught us to serve. We were servers, we were field workers, we were even the house folk were servers. Yes. So even back that far, we were taught. You serve. And, and when somebody it. when when somebody tried to give you something, oh no, I'm good. Oh no. We we that's false humility. Because just like if you run all the gas out of your car, don't you gotta put some more in it for it to continue to run? Okay, so you the car. <laughs> At what point do you get more gas? Your gas flow stopped when you refused to heal. That's how people get stuck in 30 years ago. Oh. I'm just saying. I'm just well, I love that. Just, <laughs> can, just no, saying. because you saying that, like, oh my gosh, like, and this is the reason why I love doing just doing a podcast in general, because even within me interviewing and talking to different people and hearing their healing journey, I'm always getting some type of nuggets, always receiving some type of healing for myself. And, you know, this is off, this is not off subject, but I believe people should probably want to hear it. But anyway, um, <laughs> you don't hear it today. <laughs> yeah, I don't hear it today, but I'm realizing that, you know, people like us and say, you know, how we used to be, you know, we are so used to serving and giving and giving and giving that we don't know how to receive. Mm-hmm. It feels weird. It feels awkward. It feels uncomfortable to receive. It feels uncomfortable to nourish yourself mm-hmm. and replenish yourself. And at first, at first, yeah, <laughs> yeah note that <laughs> at first. But when you take the time out to do that, you be like, woo, like you need that. Like, just how you, just like you like, said, wait like, a minute. is that what I've been missing? This whole time. 
hell no, we're not going to be able to do that no more. And that's what people get upset about, is that wake up. They get get upset about the wake up. I ain't mad because you did it. I'm mad because you did it right when I needed you to do something else. What? Listen, no, no. I tell people, I tell people all the time. Your mishap is not my emergency. Just because you didn't do X, Y, Z thing so that you can get the results you wanted does not make it important to me. Exactly. Listen, my bonus dad, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have three parents. All living in the same. Anyway. um, I love it. (laughs) um, (laughs) So... My bonus dad got, did not speak to me for about two months. And this, this is when I realized that I was choosing me. And I was going to stay in my Because we grew up in the house. It was, it was unspoken to satisfy him. Meaning we didn't do nothing that we knew was going to make him mad. Mm, okay. It wasn't told to us to be that way. It was just we were conditioned. We want things to flow. You want to get what you want to get. He needs to be happy. My words, none of the family words. Okay? Let's be very clear in case some of y'all watching this. Don't call me. Okay? (laughs) So, this one particular day, my brother had came to town, my oldest brother, and we all know that he's the favorite, but I digress. Um, that's a running joke between siblings, so don't do <laughs> Listen. Um, so he was coming, but they were at my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. So everybody was going to my dad's house. And we were going to play a childhood game. They, you know, they had set it all up. We were, they knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, unbeknownst to me, I'm at home laying on my couch. Okay. And I get a call and says, hey, Pooh, my family called me Pooh. Hey, Pooh, come over to dad's. We about to play the game, blah, blah, blah. Sonny here, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they at my grandmother's house. They have to pass my house to get to my dad's house. So I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and and so he say, well, your brother want to see you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming. He said, why? And I said, because I don't want to. He said, well, what are you doing? I said, laying on my couch. (laughs) Well, what are you about to do? Lay on my couch. (laughs) Well, why don't you want to come? Because I'm laying on my couch. There you go. There is no other. That's the reason. And after that call, I proceeded to get about four or five more calls. The siblings and my mama. Nobody could just understand why I wasn't going to get off of my couch because I wasn't doing nothing. To them, I wasn't doing nothing. But to me, I was doing exactly what I wanted to. Exactly. And look at a movie. And that's what I was doing. And it didn't matter that what you wanted me to do was important to you. What was important to me was laying on the couch. Exactly. 
And in that moment, I felt the chain break. Because Ooh. I no longer needed the approval of my family for me to be happy. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I was going to say. I was about to say, I know you feel good saying no. I am laying yeah. on my couch. And, and I'm today, and this is what it is. Take it and, or lose it. And at the time, <laughs> I was in my second set of nuptials. That's a whole nother show, too. <laughs> at the time, I was in my second set of nuptials, and he looked at me, and he was like, you know what? I looked at him, I said, no. Okay. Said, the power yeah. of saying no. Saying no is self-care now. That's 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 healing, too. And, and it's, a, it's a complete sentence. Mm. No, I'm not doing it. And from that moment on, I and I was 42. From that moment on, I was like, never again. I'm not yes. doing anything I don't want to do. Oh my gosh, I love That's that. Yes, I love that. <laughs> like, please, y'all listen to this. Take notes. Don't do anything you don't want to do. To please anybody. If it's not pleasing for you, then Sarah Nora. Okay. Look, I, walked away, I walked away from my job, my last corporate job, for that very reason. Yeah. I already felt, you know, not valued, no appreciation, all the things. But yet I was getting up every day to go to this job and I knew you didn't value me. And yeah. I knew you didn't you you because one it showed in your your what you paid me, and it showed in how you treated me. Exactly. And every day for that last position was three years. And that one day, I was just like, I don't have to take this. Like that that realization of, you worth more than this. When I saw that on the balance sheet for a month, I had recouped over fifty thousand dollars on accounts. If I can do that for them, I can do this for me. <laughs> exactly. And I was Ooh. like, you know what? I'm gonna take my. I went to packing up my desk. The lady that <laughs> we were in the office together, she was like, "Well, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm going home." She said, "You're going home." I said, yeah. <laughs> "She said you're coming back tomorrow." I said, "No." They was like, they probably like, wow, okay. And that's and she, and she was like, are you serious? I said, I'm dead serious. I grabbed my belongings, and on the way out the door, I was singing, I guess I see you next lifetime. Oh. And they was like, you're not coming back for real. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. in this oh. moment, I value me more. Yes. I told somebody um, last week in a conversation. I, the moment I realized that I valued my marriage more than I valued myself was that day. Yes. And I knew that in order for me to, to be whatever I thought happy was, right? Because happy is fleeting, joy is a state of being. Let's be very clear. Yes. I'm playful all the time. I'm happy depending on what's happening around me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I decided 
I wanted to be happy, even though I didn't know what that looked like. I knew I would know when I felt it. Yes. And I let that be the focal point. And to to this day, that is the focal point. What makes you happy? When when my house feels like I don't know if anybody else feels this, but when it when I start having too much stuff, it almost feels like the walls are closing in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that it's like I can't breathe. When I get to that point, it's like okay, we got to clean up. We got I got to get rid of some stuff. When you start tapping into you, like the core of you, what you want, what you desire, and not paying attention to anything external, yes. but making the decision for you, sound body and mind, and then moving forward, that's when you're in a hill space. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, precious. Woo. <sighs> this was an amazing show. Oh my gosh. Oh. Thank you so much, Precious, for you, joining Patty. us today. No, thank you so much for telling us your story and how we all can embrace the healing. Oh my gosh, That's I love it. <laughs> I also want to give a special thank you to my healing tribe for joining us today. I pray today's episode was informative and valuable to you all. Also, be sure to give us your feedback, share and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast station and or on my YouTube channel, Heal with Angelica Waters podcast to get the message out to those in need of healing. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey, book your free Discover Your Healing call with me today. At the end of the call, you will have all the tools you need to start your healing journey. Link is in a description to sign up as well as my new release ebook, Heal Yourself. I will also leave information in the description so you all can connect with my amazing guest today, Precious Brown. Now, Precious, before we end today's show, do you have any closing remarks for today's audience? Absolutely. So your healing journey is going to look and feel different from anybody else's. The one thing I want to encourage you to do is stay true to you. And that's amazing that I posted that this morning. Stay true to you. And if you, if it doesn't feel like it is a hundred percent you making the decision for you, what's best for you, what feels good to you. If it is not a hundred percent you, then I encourage you to sit with it. The the rule I use is sit with any decision for 24 hours. If it's the same decision at the end of those 24 hours that it was at the beginning, then it's a your decision. So on your journey, know that you can do this and there is no script. There is no um, step-by-step process. And it is not all going to be pretty. And it is going to um, cause you to feel feelings that you didn't know existed. Mm. That's a real healing journey. But know if you embrace the process, no matter what it looks like, on the other side, it's going to be exactly what your heart's desire. 
Oh my gosh, precious. Thank you so much for that. I love that. I pray that my healing tribe was able to receive and get this message today. I definitely got the message today from you and had their not, had had to note it down myself. <laughs> Stay true to yourself is powerful because we lose ourselves and we forget who we are. So, oh my gosh, Precious, I love it so much. I'll again like to thank you so much for joining me and also thank my healing, uh, healing tribe for joining us today. And we now leave you as we came. Peace and blessings. Thank you.